Hi there, Bev Government back. Yeah. Trump freaks out over Jack Smith's discovery evidence. Apparently, uh... Oh wait, it's live right now. Cornered by Jack. Michael Cohen reacts to Trump pulling strings. Very weak GOP. from Michael Cohen, who is about to file his reply brief in the $500 million case brought by Donald Trump against Cohen in the Southern District of Florida, Miami Division. First and foremost, Cohen, how are you doing? Secondly, tell us about this reply. And third, can you give all of us here at the Brigaders a sneak peek at what this motion is going to say? Sure. So, just to give our brigaders, because so many of you have been so kind and I continue to ask for your financial support, and you'll understand just how good the lawyers are that I have on this specific case in order to hold Trump accountable. We received, as you may recall, we received the $500 million lawsuit. We put in our motion to dismiss. They put in their reply. We get an opportunity to put in it for the server. And so that's what we're putting in. And that should be filed within the next, I would say, hour to an hour and a half. But just to give you a quick idea, because it's obviously many, many pages, the preliminary statement gives you a great idea on just how qualified my lawyers are, Donya Perry, uh, as well as Ben, um, ben Brodsky. I mean, down in Florida. Uh, Donya, of course, here in both New York and Florida. But i got to be honest with you. I want you to hear the preliminary statement because you'll understand where the money is going and exactly what it's doing. And unlike Donald Trump, I don't have the ability to use 90% of the funds for my own purpose. It is all specifically for Donya Perry and for Ben. All right? So here it goes. Plaintiff Donald J. Trump's sprawling and frequently incoherent complaint appears to have two aims, retaliating against and intimidating Mr. Cohen and distracting from Mr. Trump's mounting and serious potential criminal exposure. Asserting cognizable legal claims was apparently not a goal. And indeed, Mr. Trump fails to plead essential elements of each of his purported claims. In addition, some of Mr. Trump's claims are clearly time-barred, 
as they are based on events that occurred well outside the limitations period. As Mr. Cohen showed in his motion, each one of Mr. Trump's claims should therefore be dismissed. Now it goes on and on, and it actually gets even worse. But I don't want to go into too much of the detail, I'm sorry, but it is a, basically a one-page preliminary, all right, yeah, I'll give you a little more. Give us a little more, come on, Mr. Trump's response fails to show otherwise. As for the statute of limitations, Mr. Trump's arguments for the application of a longer, more favorable statute of limitations are based on misconstruction of the relevant facts and law, dicta from inopposite cases, and mischaracterizations of his own allegations in the complaint. Moreover, Mr. Trump cannot identify any persuasive reason why Florida law should apply to his claims, given that the party's relationship was centered in New York. And indeed, Mr. Trump's revelation in his opposition that the confidentiality agreement contains a New York choice of law clause provides yet more support for that conclusion. And it is truly, as I said before, it's truly a, um, it's a masterwork. Mr. Trump's arguments on the merits fare no better. By and large, rather than identifying specific factual allegations in the complaint that would make his claims cognizable, he instead points to the very same conclusory allegations that only underscore the insufficiency of his pleading, the incoherence of his legal theories, and his entirely speculative damages claim. I mean, look, like I said, this case lacks merit. It is retaliatory. The whole goal is to financially hurt me as it hasn't already happened enough. But we're not going to let that happen. And thanks to folks like yourself, thanks to others who have found it on social media with the GoFundMe. In fact, if you haven't, please, I ask you, you know, this is so important for holding Trump accountable for this malicious prosecution, this retaliatory action, simply stopping from, you know, being able to testify or to provide continued cooperation to the various investigations that are currently pending. I won't let it happen. I do need help. And short of that, I promise you that if you read Greedo's documents and then compare them to Donya's and to Ben's, there is absolutely no correlation between the quality of legal, you know, penmanship or scholarship than, you know, it's just there is no comparison between the two works. You look at Donald Trump's lawyers, whether it's Greedo in your case or he filed some other 800 billion trillion, you know, Dr. Evil lawsuit against the Washington Post just making up imaginary numbers. I think it was 3.2 billion. He brought like a lawyer who filed that for Donald Trump was a solo practitioner who I don't think had ever filed a defamation case before. And so these are the people lining up to learn the lesson that MAGA stands for, make attorneys get attorneys, something that you've learned a long time ago and that you told everybody and warned everybody this is what was going to happen. Yet apparently they don't learn their lesson or they won't. They're fine. It can also be that making accountability greater 
I like make accountability great again, but then I don't want to. I don't want to re- I don't want MAGA to mean anything positive because it is. Uh, <laughs> it is it, um, okay, one of the things you mentioned there as well, though, and I'll just point out to our viewers. It's interesting what your lawyers pointed out. So Donald Trump brought this case um, probably in a venue that it shouldn't have been brought in, but Donald Trump's lawyers don't even realize that just because. The case may be pending in the Southern District of Florida in Miami Division. That doesn't mean Florida law applies, and the law that's applied has to have a nexus to the underlying conduct that is at issue. So Donald Trump apparently was citing all of this Florida law in his brief, and what your lawyers were pointing out to the judges, the lawyers at the most basic level are citing the wrong cases. Hey, do you know what the nexus to Donald's lawyers and, um, are using in order to try to create a relationship with Florida? That the yeah, political you know, people... We have podcast viewers who are in That's Florida. right. Political people. <laughs> of Culpa. My books, both Disloyal and Revenge, have been sold and purchased in the state of Florida. And therefore, that's the nexus. That is the most ridiculous argument that one can possibly make. And worse, in their own papers, in their opposition papers to our motion to dismiss, they turn around and they cite inaccurate um, case law in order to try to prove that their their position, that their causes of action actually have merit. It's really a piece of writing. And um, I do expect us to be, uh, you know, successful in this. I will also tell you and the brigaders that tomorrow is the day that Donald was noticed for the deposition. And the other day, and I mean like yesterday, uh, my counsel received notification from Burrito that they were not going to go forward uh, with it because either Donald is out of town or Burrito is out of town and, of course, provides no alternative date uh, for the deposition, still, of course, remaining of the belief that they can ask for and that they should receive 90 days post the election in order to be deposed. I mean, this is legitimately how ridiculous that this case is becoming. The only problem, again, of course, is you got to finance these cases, and Donald knows that, and it's a whole Donald Trump play from the playbook, which is, you know, first of all, he doesn't pay the lawyers, so it's not as if he's worrying about the legal fees associated, but when you have a $500 billion lawsuit brought against you personally, regardless of how stupid and ridiculous um, that the case is, you still have to defend it, and it's very expensive. I really like the strategy here by you and your lawyers, which is a common sense strategy you're given the type of litigant you're dealing with, but not everyone would pursue the strategy, which is normally you may want to do discovery requests, like document requests and interrogatories and requests for admission, then you then do the deposition. But look, Donald Trump has made so many statements, incriminating statements publicly at his events, on his social media platform, that you pretty much have the body of information. And you know he's just going to play games during discovery anyway if you make those requests. So right out the outset of the case, ask for his deposition. Look, Donald Trump 
filed the case, so he should be ready to sit for a deposition in the case that he brought. And we all know that he's going to try to avoid that deposition like the plague. I also like that your lawyers have expeditiously pursued this case because one of the tactics Donald Trump likes to do is file the case, get the headline, and then just hope the other side, because litigation fees are expensive and no one really wants to be involved. lawsuit that because Donald Trump is not going to aggressively prosecute these cases or frankly prosecute them at all until he gets some order by a federal judge for failure to prosecute the case, he just thinks that he gets his headline and then it goes away. So I like that your lawyers have been very aggressive, set his deposition right away, and look, your lawyers probably knew that he was going to pull this stuff the day before say, oh, he can't show up for the deposition. But now that's strike one. And then you go back and you say, okay, well then give us an alternative date. But they don't give you an alternative date. 
Then you go to the court and you say we've been trying to set a deposition. We've asked for alternative dates. We're not getting any decisions. You need to confront the fact Was in violation 
will be consequently shortened under this exchange and that he needs to be held accountable. Right? Plain and simple. They start out by stating that there was a request that was made. I mean, even though it is absolutely ridiculous showing before on Fox News, again, this kind of threat there, his own statements will come back to point that they were his to keep them. He hadn't had a chance to go through them. So everything that he keeps saying is admissible against him at the time of trial. So Donald, explain to us, what do you mean he didn't have a chance to go through them? Right? Um, how come some documents were thrown about, others were not? What document were you talking to the journalist about who we had his testimony? What document were you talking about in regard to a plan to attack Iran? Think about what we're talking about here. And the thing is, the part that scares me the most about Donald Trump and his refusal to acknowledge the mistakes that he made and the fact that he wants to be in a position that he can make the same mistakes again. The thing that scares me is that we are very fortunate that this information has not produced another unfortunate 9-11 type of event. You know, you can't wage war on another country and they don't expect some form of retaliation, whatever it might be. Yet that's, that's why we have our incredible FBI, our law enforcement, right? The, the whole purpose is to keep us safe so that we never have to experience ever, ever again what we all experienced on 9-11, whether you lived in New York or elsewhere. And so we're stuck in a place right now where we had a former president of the United States, the most in the world, holding up documents, sharing information, whether it was information that was going back to Helsinki about Israel, whether or not he's talking about Iran or anything else, that still we don't know who saw it, who made the possession of the photocopies or a picture of it. We don't know any of this. All we know is that there's unfolding relationships right now between the entire Trump crime family, and then of course includes Kushner, and the Saudis, whether it's the Lidl, whether it's the two billion that's been invested in Jared's fund, whether it's, you know, China, uh, in terms of giving Ivanka a dozen or two dozen different patents that she had, you know, laws that they gave to her, who knows? I'm right now speculating, but the reason I'm able to speculate is simply because we don't know. And if you don't know, what else can you do but speculate? I know that they didn't give Jared $2 billion to fund this, um, this hedge fund of his, considering Jared, as, well, Jared wasn't even approved to be a advisor or a financier for the Saudi Investment Authority pursuant to the Saudi Investment Authority Finance Committee. It was only Mohammed and Salman who overruled that. The same thing goes for his abilities when it comes to real estate. The worst single real estate deal ever in New York City history done by Jared Kushner. So, and live down? Come on, give me a break. Trump could never get his forces onto the edge of PGA tour, right? So instead, he goes ahead and he backs the Saudi lift. This is really a problem.
and we need to open our eyes, and we need to we need to really examine this thing instead of attacking each other in Congress over you know Adam Schiff's um, you know impeachment trial of the first you know the This is just a disgraceful. This is totally totally outrageous. We'll talk about that, but just think about this. Donald Trump was showing these top-secret records, these highly classified records involving military plans to just two random dudes, like just random people. Like, he didn't even know who these people were. They were ghostwriters for Mark Meadows' book that he had never even met before. And within about 60 seconds of their arrival, a random stranger, he was like, hey, hey, hey. You want to see these military plans? Doesn't this make me better than Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley? Aren't I a winner? Aren't I better? Here, take a look. This is classified stuff right here. I shouldn't be showing it to you. It's classified. I never declassified. This is what he says. I never declassified the scoops, but I'm showing you this stuff. Maybe we should figure out what to do. Ha, 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 everyone claps. Here you go. Here are the records. So if he's saying this to random dudes, okay, imagine what he's telling Putin in Helsinki. Imagine what it's he is. You're so right. It's only what we know. I tried to it's on a recording. Right. You remember I was on television and then of course when you know we started political began, I turned around and I said to you and the creators that Donald Trump will use this information to burn down our country. And he will use it as a get out of jail free card. That you will use this in order to extort the country. That if, in fact, you think that you're going to put me behind bars, that there are five sets of copies, blah, blah, blah. One will go to Mohammed bin Salman, one to Putin, one to Kim Jong un, one to, you know, uh, you know whoever, Erdogan. This is the way Donald Trump thinks. He thinks like, you know, like an autocrat. And he is, and I've said this a million times, and it's worth repeating, he is, and he poses, the greatest danger to American democracy in history. He would take these boxes with him after he was in a wherever he would go. Like, he would take the boxes, the way people go on vacation and bring sunscreen and maybe a book with them. He would take the boxes and the papers with him because for him, that was everything. That was power, having these classified and top-secret documents because while it's not on audio recordings, you better believe it. He thought this made him cool. There's a transactional approach, but for him, when people would show up, the power that he would feel, the same way he did to these two ghostwriters, is what I got classified in. You want to come into my office? Check the Grammy and Diet Coke. You want to see these war plans? He must have done that every single freaking day. And this is the only one we got in the recording, or the ones that we have in the recording. But I think Jack Smith made.